There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about IVF, infertility and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. I'm Emma. And we've both been trying for a baby for a really long time. And despite that, neither of us is currently pregnant. Welcome to episode 15. Yes. I'm all croaky. You are. You've got a bit of a cold, I'm, darling, I've haven't you? I've got a cold in my nose. Oh, I'm trying not to. You're breathing on me yeah. through the mic. I'm trying not to uh, catch it. <laughs> I don't know how to prevent that from happening, I'm sorry. I'll just cough over here. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Emma. Um, So, how's everyone been? No one's answering. Oh, all right. Just us then. (laughs) Well, uh, anyway, uh, (laughs) we had had quite a lot of feedback after last week's interview with Geeta Nagan, didn't we? Yes, we did. Um, Quite interesting, like a lot of very positive stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, everybody really liked her. We really liked her. Yeah, I thought she's great. Yeah. Um, and then there were a couple of people that were like, right, mild IVF isn't for everyone. Mm. So I just thought I'd read out this email from Georgina, um, who just wanted to kind of, I think, put another side into the equation. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she said, I was really interested to hear your interview with Geeta Nagand as I had two rounds of mild or short protocol IVF, one at Create St Paul's and one at another clinic. While there are clear benefits to a mild process fewer drugs, cheaper, etc. I just wanted to point out that it's not entirely down to personal preference, wanting to reduce the drug dosage or cost. The results from my two mild rounds were really poor, six embryos to blastocyst and five day, five day blastocysts, and only one tested as normal, which failed to implant. I then switched to a long protocol or normal IVF and had much better results over two cycles, 12 embryos to blastocyst and eight tested as normal. Okay, so there we go. I think um, there's, yeah, I mean, it works for some people, not for others. I think that's key to keep in mind, really. Yeah, basically, you've just got to do your research and talk to people. Yeah, and your doctors probably know what's right for you. Mm -hmm. And also, like, the funny thing with infertility is it's not just, like, one thing. Everybody has different issues. That's the bitch. (laughs) It really is. It's not one size fits all. (laughs) So, yeah, so you've got to really do your research. Um, and what else have we been up to? So in this episode, mm-hmm. we interviewed the wonderful Kat Brown, oh, who she... is a journalist. Just like probably the most articulate person I've ever met. Yeah, she's brilliant. Um, I met her because she used to work at the Times um, and I kind of ended up working there after her. So our paths crossed. And yeah, she is going through, she hasn't started IVF yet, but she's, she's got un, unexplained infertility. Which is shit. It is absolutely shit. Mm-hmm. So we got her in and we talked about everything from Jilly Cooper to... Oh, uh, my absolute, like genuinely my absolute fave. Yeah, to the depths of um, infertility. It was great. Um, and also you spoke to Professor Tim. I did. I spoke to Professor Tim about whether or not we should all be giving up caffeine. Mm. Should we? 
We both have. We both have. Except I took some cold medicine today that had caffeine in it. Oh, really? Yeah. But you needed it, mate, because you're feeling groggy. Need it. And it's worn off. It's definitely worn off already. <laughs> so before Emma falls asleep, um, <laughs> we, we also... <laughs> Uh, I talked a little bit about um, organic makeup, actually, and I managed to get the name of my makeup brand wrong. Oh, well done. I called it Inca. It's Inica. Inica. So I thought I'd correct that. Okay. Um, and also, our friend Keely Dwight, aka Trying to Be a Mum, yeah, speaking is doing of which. A, uh, a makeup pop-up. Okay. And what are the details of that? So that is a Tahira and Keely beauty pop-up. And that is on Friday, the 30th of November. Okay. And you can get tickets if you go to her Instagram. Okay. At underscore trying to be a mum underscore. Cool. Yeah. That's the week before our Christmas party. It is the week before our Christmas party. Why not? Awesome. Um, so I hope you enjoy the show, guys. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on all of our social media channels, mm-hmm. which is uh, Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. Facebook. Big Fat Negative. Or email us at bigfatnegativepodcast at gmail.com. And also, please, guys, uh, take time out to rate and review us. Yes, because it helps other people to find the podcast. Just, just stop what you're doing right now, grab your phone, and just just give us a little review. Just a little one. Gives you thoughts. Even if it's just in your head. <laughs> yeah, we'll be able to hear you through osmosis. <laughs> See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Have you been? I like. Um, I've resorted to posting covers of now. That's what I call music CDs to represent what um, day of my cycle I'm on because I've got to channel this into creativity somehow. I, I mean, I I giggled. I enjoyed that very much personally. I. What was it now? Thirty. No, forty. Forty. Oh, I posted 40s. forty-four and forty-five. I'm. I've just had it. I'm. Oh, I'm over buddy. it. I am really bored. Need that period. I like. I've had all the symptoms. I had volcanic PMT on two days last week, where mm. I literally could not look at John. I threw some shoes near him. He says it was at him. It wasn't. It was, was near it, him. Was it a warning shot? Yeah. You aim for the wall. <laughs> I aim for the radiator. He was like, "You could have brought the radiator." I was like, "It's made of metal." could have dented it maybe but they're not like hard shoes what kind of shoe is it a nice mustard yellow brogue oh that's oh, quite hard though no yeah especially these ones they're from mango and they're so uncomfortable <laughs> i wish i'd broken them anyway oh. oh i've got i'll list my symptoms shall i i've got acne i've got a stomach the size of a giant hippo <laughs> I've got just anger at everything and everyone. Mm. I've got massive boobs. Mm. And I just want to bleed. And um have you have you done a pregnancy test? Don't joke. <laughs> it's not bloody religion here, love. No, I haven't done one because I've got um a phobia of them. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't like touching them. And I'm not pregnant in any way. I'm no. just... I'm just having a really long cycle. Just having a freakishly long um, cycle. Yeah. Have you ever had a really long cycle before? Yeah, this is not the first time. Okay. So I'm actually going to go and speak to um, somebody about it because this is... 
because I always thought my cycles were like fairly regular with the odd outlier. Yeah. I've never really like addressed it before. Mm. And now I did some statistical analysis, made a spreadsheet. And, um, and I've realized like, this isn't an outlier. This is actually the norm to have a ridiculously long period. Um, so I just think I need to speak to somebody at my clinic about it. Why not? Right. May as well. um... Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to book in an appointment with a consultant when I next go in for a scan. Yeah. Like, because hopefully this bitch is going to come at some point soon. Yeah. The thing about, so the thing about doing a medicated cycle or kind of, I think, medically supported cycle, this one is called. Okay. Um, is that like, at least you feel like you're doing something. Mm. Like you feel like you're getting on with it. And right now I'm not getting on with it. I'm just sitting around like a twat. Posting stories. Posting stupid stories. And yeah, maybe occasionally Googling, can you get pregnant without any fallopian tubes? And yeah, there's that like stupid forum post that says somebody did. Mm. Even though they said they had their tubes removed, sealed and burned. They had their tubes hung, drawn and quartered. (laughs) Oh dear. And you didn't believe them? No. (laughs) It's bizarre. Um... Oh, it's so annoying. I'm just, I I can't really articulate the frustration. Yeah. Earlier on, I just hit the wall really hard. Yeah. I'm not a violent person, Gabs. No, you're not. You're really not. I'm um, nice. I remember this I remember happened to me. I, I, it was called, I called it 10 days late gate. Um, 10 days. Pa. I, I laugh in the face of 10 days, yes. but I went through at least three pregnancy tests during that time. Yeah. That's so annoying. That's the early days of trying. Yeah, it is. There's still hope there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's bloody annoying, mate. It's, Pardon the pun. <laughs> it's not bloody annoying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like I might be about to either give birth or start my period really soon. Yeah, well, here's hoping for either of those. There's a lot of tension in me and I've got such bad skin. It's so bad. Oh, it looks fine, buddy. Thanks. Come on. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling a face. Oh. Well, I have that skin all the time. And, no, you yeah. don't. Do. You don't have like pustules. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry for describing all our skin, but yeah, sorry, everyone. Grim. Yeah, mine's grim. Um, how are you? Um, uh, good. Better. Great. Lucky you. I know. Yeah. Oh, uh. <laughs> well, I've had a splitting headache all day. To be oh, honest, Emma, I'm, I'm not great. Uh, but yeah, I'll get through it. Um, yeah, good. Um, I had quite an action-packed couple of days i suppose um last week cool because we went to see jonathan ramsey <gasps> yeah you did urologist yeah or uh jay rams jay like rams or uh ramsey snowballs as my husband calls him <laughs> uh which is a good one for any game of thrones fans out there did you tell him that in the appointment that i call him jay rams or ramsey snowballs yes no okay <laughs> he doesn't seem the type that would find that funny <laughs> and also he didn't recognize me from Did the podcast <laughs> no <laughs> i went in and i was like oh you know we met um we met recently you came on the podcast and he's like hmm <laughs> remind me what that was <laughs> i was like oh wow it's you must get here. lots of you must go on all the podcasts yeah, yeah he, he remember me he did remember me eventually okay fine. uh and he is quite a funny guy I, <laughs> I do enjoy him um but yeah that was good it was um we basically found out that so my husband has a varicocele which we were unsure about whether we would have to have removed 
we <laughs> very much yeah. him and his balls um but he, yeah so Ram- dr ramsey had a look at that and didn't think it was a problem which is cool. good news for my husband doesn't want to have his um no. his knackers cut open no uh so that was good and then basically what he said he looked at both of our his um sperm analysis results that we've had so far okay and he was very encouraged by the improvement that had happened between the two great and said that whatever he had my husband had done it had worked Aww. and that which included giving up smoking and not having any hot baths did he feel like a sense of real achievement i think he really did great and i don't he's always moaning that i don't give him enough props for giving up smoking so yeah. um yeah you'll he, be listening to this so well done babes you've done very well and it's clearly made a big difference so. did you give him a big treat you afterwards? are the best husband Oh no, he didn't get a treat afterwards. He just had to go back to work, which Aww. is miserable. Should isn't give it? him a treat. I should like an ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Well, when done, I used to love. go to the dentist or a as a kid, patch. yeah, yeah. When I used to go to the dentist as a kid, my mum would buy me a stuffed toy afterwards. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll get him a stuffed toy. Okay, he'll love that. Yeah. Um, so that was one bit which was good, and then um, so he he said that we should have a DNA fragmentation test. which is something that you don't get in regular sperm analysis Uh and obviously um dna fragmentation is is a common problem with sperm and basically can happen because of heat or because of infection and how does it manifest itself um well not getting pregnant okay um or not getting someone pregnant okay uh and it can i think cause miscarriage and it's literally fragmented dna yeah so he he did a little drawing for us of the spiral oh. of a dna and oh, yeah. he was like basically obviously a dna is nicely spiraled and when you get fragmentation like bits come off the ends like it frays at the end oh, okay and i don't quite understand whether it means that the sperm can't get into the egg or that it gets in there and it's not very good. Because what he said in the words of Jonathan Ramsey, it's not a very good payload. Okay. So So we went into rockets. Yeah. Rocket talk. The payload is no good when you've got sperm fragmentation. So so yeah, still not 100% clear on that. But he said that if we get that test and if there is sperm fragmentation, then we should probably try and do something about that before we do IVF okay because it can harm your chances of having successful embryos and you're planning to start IVF what six weeks hence eight weeks hence yeah more eight weeks hence I would say I've never said Why it are you so speaking or yieldy English all of a sudden <laughs> I don't know all right Shakespeare <laughs> um <laughs> just came out <laughs> I liked it um so yeah so we're gonna have that test He's booked in to have that on Friday, and uh, as as for what you can actually do for sperm DNA fragmentation, I'm not 100 percent sure on that either. I think okay. it's um, <clears throat> antioxidants, uh, okay. more diet stuff. Oh, poor Mister Caps. Maybe take another look at that varicocele. Mm, okay. So um, so yeah, so we've booked that in, which is another part of the story. Whew, it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you want to put a number on it? That's 650 of your English pounds. Wowee. That's, yeah, quite a lot of money. We had looked it up and saw that one of them was 500 pounds and we were like, goosh, 500 quid. Oh, that's expensive. Hopefully it'll be cheaper than that. No, no, 150 pounds more than that. Oh, MG. So, yeah, I'm a little bit, ugh. but I think it's it's got to be worth it. Um, yeah, it'll be annoying so, now if he doesn't have it, really, won't it? Yeah, I'd be like, wow, wish I could have that money back. Uh, 
yeah so that's that's a bit of a an expensive one okay not very pleased about that yeah that's quite a significant outlay that you guys are making yeah Mm -hmm. two consultations because obviously gonna have to go back to see him again to talk about said results yeah so that all in all so well over a grand yeah so that's fun but anyway moving on swiftly um so that was friday cool saturday obviously i went to the fertility show which we spoke about last week um, which was lots of fun. Uh-huh. But um, before we went to the fertility show, because that's in the Olympia, which is um, near South Kensington. So I was like, I'll, as I've spoken about before, I've been on a bit of a mission to detoxify yeah. my life. Yeah. So I've been looking for a foundation specifically. Ah, so you went makeup shopping. Yes. Cool. But you, where do you go shopping for organic makeup? Um, well, I live in the area, so probably Whole Foods Market. That's exactly where we went, Emma. Good answer. Also, Planet Organic is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we landed in Whole Foods in South Kensington, which is an emporium of delights. It's mental, isn't it? And you always see a celebrity. Which celebrity did you see? Oh, I didn't see any celebrities, actually. You weren't looking hard enough. Very disappointing. Like David Cameron, usually in there. Really? I saw John Goodman there once. Oh, my Lord. Um, I don't even go in there very often because I'm not... Well actually rich i was kind of on a mission because i wanted to get to the fertility show so i was like right let's go and get what we need to get okay um but it is just wondrous i i mean it's probably best that we don't come back to there too often because spent a lot of money which we now don't have thanks to (laughs) jrams um so yeah i bought a new foundation Mm -hmm. called inca i'm wearing it now it looks lovely it's um yeah, so I put, when I first put it on, I was like, ugh, because the, the the like texture is really oh, yeah. strange. It goes on very weird. Okay. And I was like, oh, no, this is no good. Okay. And then half an hour later, it kind of settled. Okay. And it looked a bit better. It's definitely on the kind of dewy side oh, yes, of a complexion. Dewy. Dewy. Yeah, dewy. Dewy. Uh, but yeah, it's, I think it's a, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I'm going to keep trying them. I'll use this one, but um, it's not maybe not the 100% the one for me. Keep going. Um... But yeah, dewy versus matte complexion. I have real problems with. I've yeah. got a very dewy one, but then I like cover it in powder. Mine isn't organic. Mine is MAC. Right. Yes. Well, I'm just on that mission. I'm not saying that everyone has to go out and buy organic foundation. And I'm not even saying that you should, because to be honest, it's a real ball ache to find. <laughs> um, but and then every time you want to replace it, you have to go back to Whole Foods Market. And then you'll probably inevitably spend like £20 on some coconut yeah, water. and buy three different types of peanut butter. Yeah, oh, that God. you hand um, you hand make in the peanut butter-r. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Or cashew nut butter. Or like, yeah, oh God. the nut butter maker. Did you yeah. see that? No. There's a nut butter maker and you go down there and you like grind your own nut butter. No. Uh, yes. Wow. I've never done it. Seemed stupid oh, to me, but dreamy, dreamy place. Yeah. Um. So we also bought some uh, free from everything shampoo and conditioner. Yeah, great. Called Jason. Oh, which is hello, Jason. Odd name. Yeah. It has an umlaut over the O, so I'm wondering whether it's Jason. Jason. <laughs> which sounds a lot more. That's like mature head. <laughs> sounds a bit more chic, doesn't it? <laughs> Jason. Jason. Um, but I can. That was really good. I got the okay. lavender Jason okay. uh, shampoo and conditioner. My hair is bouncy as it looks uh, so much volume right thank there. you yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. was very pleased with that one great and then we also got dr bronner's um Ooh, soap fancy. and shaving foam which one did you get 
uh, peppermint. Uh, I got I got almond last time, and I just smelt like oh. a marzipan for weeks. I am so tingly when I go out of the shower. It's yeah, insane. There you are. It's quite pleasant. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I've been on that mission. That's been fun. God, our um, how's your week been? Getting a bit samey, aren't they? <laughs> What, me being on a mission to no, buy organic like, products? No, it's just like, I'm just like you complaining about periods. sitting around and you're com- like being posh with your organic shit. <laughs> just buying things like a crazy person. Well, you literally, this, but this is the thing about like infertility and IVF is you just sit around waiting for things to do. Yeah. And because you don't have anything to do, you just like invent stuff. <laughs> like posting yeah. now. Like, what, that's what I, I call do? music. What can covers. I do that's going to be good? Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're just sitting around and you, you're thinking about it all the time. So, yeah. Mm. So that's what I've been doing. Maybe I'll have my period next week. Oh, great. What, New topic. What progress? <laughs> my husband will have done his test. Yeah. Okay, that So I'll be progress. a lot lighter in the pocket. <laughs> um, yeah, no more organic makeup for you, pal. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, yeah, nightmare. Cool. Well, uh, here's to another episode of Gabby and Emma Wait Around. Kathy goes shopping. <laughs> See you next week for the next instalment. <laughs> I start my own JVC channel. Oh my god! <laughs> like shopping to have babies. Yeah. <laughs> and here we have. <laughs> it says organic on the packaging, so it must be oh, great. It's great, it's great. It's going to make me pregnant immediately. Uh, I have actually got something else. Oh, go on. Um, so. Yesterday, I told you my period had come. Yes. And you were angry because yours hadn't. Yeah. Turns out it hadn't, so it was just spotting. Good. Yeah, I know. Bloody annoying. I'm not, I don't want to be jealous of you for having a period. I don't want to be that girl, but I think you've had two in the time that's taken me to have one cycle. Well, I'll keep it dumb when it does come. Yeah. But obviously, I've had spotting, so the uh, implantation bleeding has been in my mind. Oh, yeah, of course. But I know better than that. So I'm like, no, it's not. Stop being stupid. Might be. You never know. It's fucking not. And I could be pregnant. It's not. It never is. Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. They're here. Maybe it's happened, lads. Maybe it's Maybe. Tune in next week to see (laughs) if it actually has. Can you imagine? (laughs) We've got news for you, everyone. (laughs) Right. Bye, guys. We'll waste no more of your time. Well, we are here with Kat Brown. She is a fellow journalist. She's written for various roles, such as The Times, The Telegraph, Glamour Mag and Twitter. And actually, she's a bit of a force of nature on Twitter. She's one of my favourite people to follow. So definitely follow her at Kat Brown. Oh, yes. 82? Uh, actually, no, I ditched the 82 when I got my job at Twitter a few years ago. They're welcome present, along with all the chocolate you could eat, which is terrifying. There's a thing called the tw- Twitter 20 where you just put on loads of weight. Oh, my God. But they said that I could have whatever handle I wanted. And at Kat Brown was dormant and had never been used. So, um... They pushed a button and I got that oh and could therefore Lord. remain temporarily ageless. Well, congratulations on that. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, and uh, well, Kat and I kind of, we worked together once, but I was, she was my predecessor at the Times. Um, and so, yeah, it's good to see you again. And you. And thank you and for coming a in. splendid blouse. Oh, no, thank, thank you. Thank you for me. It's <laughs> lovely. I feel so like printless. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I, buddy. I'm just wearing navy. Kat's wearing an amazing like leopard green and silver and navy thing. Gabby's in red florals and I'm in navy. That's okay. But I think we all look like ourselves, which is the key yeah. thing. Yeah. If that's I wear true. too many 
lovely minimalist things, I look like somebody trying to dress up as a French teacher. <laughs> Whereas my default sort of dress setting, I think, is more sort of exuberant nursery teacher having like a breakdown. <laughs> so I'm usually Saturday morning TV presenter, yeah. but I've, uh, I've, I've chiced it up today. <laughs> <laughs> I got dressed in the dark. Oh, very good. Um, it's a cat. We always start on this podcast by asking people about their journey. Do you want to share that with us? I would love to, not least because I would just like to thank the X Factor for never luring me to try their show. (laughs) I would love it. Um, Oh, it's a freaking loop to loop this one. Um, I'm sure as everybody else's is, I have never, I have never, I have never in my life been pregnant, like not ever. Um, I'm 35 at the time of recording, nearly 36. And um, when I was growing up, it was sort of drilled into me as a fairly academic person that becoming pregnant was the most life-ruining thing that could possibly happen. And it would definitely happen. Oh, and it would definitely happen. Mm, If you literally, if a penis came so much as close to you. Yeah, pregnant. I mean, literally, just I understood that it was a little bit like sort of like going through a vortex or something on telly. It's just like, boom, it's there and it's happened. (laughs) So I spent, I spent my, my 20s, you know, drugged up to the nines on the pill and then, um, and then other things and whatnot. And just, um, and it just never happened. But I always sort of assumed uh, that I would have children, that they would be part of my life. But at the same time, from the age of 12 till about 25, I had monumentally unpleasant depression. I sort of call it like brain spiders or relentless fucking misery disease because I always think that depression sounds more like a dessert or or a sort of problem with your sofa rather than anything else. Depression with custard. Depression with custard. That that really fucked me up. It really fucked me up. Um, I was also a year above where I should be because when I was seven I got moved up a year at school for being incredibly tall because... oh wow hey, what? that should have happened Seriously. to us no no huh? I, so I was uh, basically I reached six foot one which is my current height by the time I was 12 or 13 oh wow and in the 80s which was when I was sort of seven or eight um my parents took me to doctors and were like so our daughter's really tall is that should we is that cool what's going on she got like Marfan syndrome and they were just like okay well we can either give her growth hormones to stunt her growth or she's quite clever so you could think about moving her up a year at school that's uh, yeah very so, interesting way to deal with welcome that welcome to yeah. the 80s ladies wow. and gentlemen circa 1989 <laughs> or 90 or something um but yeah so that also really fucked with me because I missed a really valuable year of I mean, nobody knew that it would happen, but I missed a whole year of like social development, mm. which I think is absolutely huge. Oh, and crucial. so that combined with, um, as it turns out, possibly a genetic predisposition to going mad or having brain spiders, just sort of really, that was, it was just not good times. Mm. So um, I sort of bimbled my way through my 20s and everything and got to my early 30s and was just like, Oh, brilliant. And sort of took a bit of a deep breath for a few years and just sat down for a bit and got rid of all the boyfriends that were a bit useless or completely useless or probably just really unpleasant people. And then out of nowhere, I I met my husband, who I'd actually met about 13 years before in my first year of university. And he was in his final year of university. So actually... If I had been in my rightful year at school, we would never have met. Oh, wow. Ever. 
Um, oh, which is amazing. God Quite bless the eighties. God bless the eighties. <laughs> and similarly, if, if I'd had a gap year or something, we wouldn't have met. Mm. Just it sort of meant that we met then, and then years later he got back in touch because I'd posted a sort of fairly teary status on Facebook after I'd tried to get back with an unsuitable boyfriend because I thought I'd never meet anybody again, and mm. it just didn't happen. He was just like, "Oh, I'm moving to London. Let's meet up," and we just, I we found each other. Oh. We found each other and he was my lobster and I was somehow his lobster. And we were both like, oh my God, really hope the other one doesn't realise that they're massively, you know, batting way below their average. <laughs> and um, and so we, we got married three years ago. And shortly after that, um, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I heard it takes about a year for the pill to get out of your system. So yeah. I'll come off the pill. And um, a few months after that... My period was slightly late and I just started this job at Twitter and I was like, no, God, I'll, I'll, let, every, I'll let everybody down. This would be so awful. I can't I can't be pregnant. And it was just uh, this control freak thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because in addition to being a year below and being completely mad and all that sort of stuff and having the brain spiders, I was also a rabid, colossal perfectionist. Because mm. I thought that the only way that people would like me or want to spend time with me was if I was perfect and whereas everybody could bimble through life doing whatever they liked I needed to be light years above what they were doing everything that I did needed to be better in order for me to pass as a human being so there was that element as well and anyway after a while it became you know fairly apparent that I was not getting pregnant and um and after a while I started getting a bit like oh Mm. oh is this uh, why why is this not happening Mm. and um Slowly, like my friends and and so on, my in-laws um, were having children, and I'd never, ever, ever, like, ever felt, oh God, I can't believe they're pregnant again. This is awful, or begrudged them their joy or anything like that. It felt like it was in a completely separate room from me, mm-hmm. but it right. still meant that the room that I was in was one of just black curtains. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And failure. Mm, and you and weren't getting out of smog. it. Exactly, no. Um, my husband was not in this room at all. I was because I was failing him. I was putting myself in this sort of hugely judgmental chamber of, ah, you're fucking this one up, Brown. Sort it out. What are you doing? As though I had to single handedly produce a child, <laughs> even though I'm not photosynthesis. It takes two to tango, <laughs> all the other sort of stuff. And um, there was there was one time where I thought that I was pregnant and my period was later than usual by some considerable distance. So I was like, oh, oh, I'm feeling these weird cramps. Oh, how ex- oh this is exciting mm. because I'd had a look on Mum's Net and that awful mm. TTC forum mm. and um, they were like, oh, it's implantation pains. Oh, and I was yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck that is that? Classic. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I did a pregnancy test, negative, and I was like, what? And yeah. I sort of again Googled, yeah. Can you become pregnant after not being pregnant from... Anyway, all the rest of it. (laughs) Anyway, because my period was like... It was 10 days late now. And I was like, what the... It's literally never been that late. That's mad. And my sister-in-law was having her hen party. And I went along to this party. 
And I knew because I was a very colossal boozer that I, that it would be noticed that I wasn't drinking. But I just didn't mention it. They obviously didn't mention it. Mm. Absolutely fine. And I had this wonderful weekend where I sort of felt, I don't know, like an egg sort of floating on water. Yeah. Just nothing like oh my god is is this it is my life changed now that sort of thought yeah. that i'd always had before and then it was just like no your life is exactly the same it's just you're gonna cry again that'll be fine and the weirdest thing was that yes the next day i was getting the train home and i got on the train at oxford and there were loads of football fans and they were being really unpleasant to this woman and her family and they spoke english a bit they spoke with an accent and these people were being so objectionable and i was standing up and um, and I can't, I can't remember how it came about, but I basically just started telling these men to stop talking to her like that and to be nice and everything. And they were like, oh, well, you know, why have you got a face like a wet weekend? You know, just visible. And I was, you know, you're not you're not getting enough. And I was like, and I before I knew it said, oh, no, actually, I'm pregnant. So fuck off. <laughs> and. And then the lady um, was just like, oh, God, please have my seat. And I was like, no, no, I'm absolutely fine. These men should behave better and they should. And then I got off the train and a couple of hours later, I got my period. And I remember I remember thinking that this time I jinxed it because I'd lied. I'd lied yeah. to those people about being pregnant. And that was it. Even though I knew that wasn't the case, but... But it was just like, that was the one time that I thought I was. I clearly wasn't. Just something mm. in my body was just mm. going, well, we're just checking. The mic's on, but it's still not working. But it was just yet in, like, there's all the countless ones that I haven't listed where you think the different degrees of it being your fault because they've all been on this podcast before. Yeah. We all have the same ones and yeah. it's all just really shit. Um, and so basically last, last year around the time of my birthday, I'd had... I'd had a laparoscopy and a hysteroscopy earlier in the summer and and everything was fine. Like, apparently my innards could go to Cambridge. I've got amazing, <laughs> like, my egg production is great. There's nothing fucking wrong. There's nothing wrong with my husband. Mm. We just appear to be like fucking Edinburgh Zoo pandas. We just can't do it. I'm sort of like, are we doing it right? I'm sure we're doing it right. Are you putting it in the right hole? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Is it supposed to go in your ear? I don't know how that's practical. So last November, I wrote this, I, I turned 35 and I felt the sort of same sense of calm that I had done when I've written about like my mental health before. I was just like, it's time, I need to, I need to get this out. And so I pitched this article to the pool um, about the idea of 35 being your fertility deadline, even though obviously, you know, loads of people don't and, and loads of people get married, uh, get pregnant naturally later on, that sort of thing. And I got the most incredible response because when I said earlier that I didn't like the TTC community, it's more that I tried it and I can't take it. It's like being in, mm. it's like that bit in his dark materials where they're with the harpies and it's just lots of women screaming. Yeah. I can't deal with that sort of, yeah. I just need to be on my it's own. It's definitely like that, that on Mumsnet. Yeah. yeah. Like Mumsnet is a Oh yeah, I tried a few Facebook place. groups and it was just like, I just can't deal yeah. with that amount of misery. On a, I didn't find it supportive. I wasn't there for very long, but it just uh -huh. wasn't for me. But after I wrote that the pool piece, I was inundated by Twitter DMs, messages on Instagram, on Facebook, including from people that I'd never known had IVF or had problems mm, yeah. or anything like that. Um, people in my book club 
um, for the last three years, I've basically co-run a Jilly Cooper book club, and it's yeah, become like yeah, that. it's, it's become <laughs> it's become a huge well not huge but our WhatsApp group is basically the most incredible support group, mm-hmm. um, and all the time in my life when I've never been able to talk about my problems in case people went ha ah, you're not human can't be friends with you anymore need to be perfect these girls these women have just helped me to go oh do you know what today was really shit and I literally just need to have a rant and get it out mm-hmm. and and it's just been absolutely amazing mm-hmm. so the next part of my journey is basically I think that we've gone around and round in circles and hopefully in the next month or so will be referred to a hospital and have a crack at that but it got so derailed because uh last summer whilst all this operation stuff was going on um I'd tried to be proactive and go to my doctor and go I'm really not feeling very well again and I would like to talk about it and um and during my half hour chat on the phone to the talking therapies we got to the end and they were like, I'm really sorry. I don't think we could help you because we actually need to refer you to an eating disorders unit because we ah. think you've got an eating disorder. Because I'd said that I wanted some help with like my ritualistic eating habits. But I'd, I'd done this since I was a kid. So I was just mm. like, what is this? So it turned out that one of the reasons why I'd been so mad was, and I use that in a joking sense. I wasn't like full Mrs. Rochester or anything. But it turned out that I had had this thing called binge eating disorder for like nearly the best part of 25 years and I'd never known it was a thing what is binge eating disorder so binge eating disorder is definitely the least Netflix appropriate one like you won't find a beautiful no it's not sexy you won't find anybody beautiful doing a documentary about it I didn't even know it was a thing it's basically bulimia without the being sick so you eat in a deeply ritualistic fashion you have um certain foods certain textures certain things that you that you need to have mm. and you will consume these not like when you've got your period and you're eating like a pint of ben and jerry's or whatever or not like when you're eating toast or something because you've had a bad day but almost like almost like going into a complete trance and i'd done this for absolutely years and i'd no idea it was a thing so i went last august about a month after i'd had the hysteroscopy and the laparoscopy and was still going why the fuck does my tummy button looks like this I, oh, i've got oh. this weird scar this is so weird i went into the maudsley in south london where for for a sort of chat you have like a two-hour chat yeah and then waited for about six months and then when i was feeling really really shit really shit i got a letter going mm. we're going to give you a 24-week course of therapy oh and it starts in january oh and I was like, oh my God, 24 weeks? What am I going to talk about for 24 weeks? <laughs> Quick, it turns out I, I needed even more than 24 weeks, but it turns out it's been one of the most incredible things that I've ever done. Wow. So that was last January? Uh, this January. Okay. This year. So all of that's been going on at the same time. Okay. That's um, a lot to deal with. It's, it's a, it is a lot. That is, yeah. It's a lot. It's a whole shaboozle. Yeah. And do you feel kind of like you're more prepared and more ready mm. to start with the next thing? Definitely. Um, and the next thing is likely to be IVF, right? Like the next thing is definitely going to be IVF because, again, our Cambridge standard bits and pieces just don't, they just mm. don't seem to work together. It's just that, that old chestnut of unexplained infertility. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so that's basically our, our next thing, really. Yeah. 
So we've had we've had a lot of people on here who have got various things like PCOS, blah blah blah. Um, we've never had anybody come and talk about unexplained infertility. Yeah, like we've both got diagnoses, so yeah. it's um, it's not something either of us have dealt with. So not that getting... it makes anything happen any faster, but no. <laughs> um, but... but like, how how has this affected? How has the kind of unexplained part of it affected your experience? Like, has it made you feel? I guess. If you have a diagnosis, you get closure. Mm. If you have a diagnosis, you can fix it. Yeah. And again, I think having a very type A perfectionist personality means that mm. I'm avid to fix things. So across across this journey with the eating disorder, the depression, anxiety, I mean, genuine like panic attack shit. I'm not talking about like, I was nervous crossing the road today. <laughs> I mean, just like walking around with like rocks on your chest sort of nonsense. And then all of this stuff as well. Um, it's 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 just this awful feeling where you, you can't do anything for any of it. So mm. I, I spoke to so many people and before I got this NHS therapy, I was spending ages like getting actual therapy and I'd go in and I went and had acupuncture and just spent like weeks just basically crying um, because it was so nice to have a release. So I'd just go to places and just randomly cry. Did a lot yeah. of crying. A lot oh, of yeah. crying. I mean, we, we, we're big on that as well. We're big yeah. on crying. Yeah. Big on crying. Yeah. Um, just because it, I didn't know where else to put it. And so, I, so I'd go and have acupuncture and, and I'd go and have therapy with various people. And I, lo- I lose track. I genuinely do of the amount of times that incredibly well-meaning people... Not all of them deeply stupid, but just still deeply stupid. We'd be like, you know, people come to me and then six months later, they're pregnant. I'm like, fuck off, I'm not pregnant. Don't say that. At the the time of speaking, it's been about three years since I came off the pill. It's just like, I literally, if I hadn't seen my own innards on several sonogram scans, and again, the irony of having a fucking sonogram when it's just there's nothing in there, I know that it's there. But if I hadn't seen it, I'd be like, are you sure? Have I not mm. just got like an extra liver or something? Yeah. Uh, or an extra kidney? Or the, or it's filled in. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Or there's just nothing there. And again, it's 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 always my fault because I always think, I mean, I know, that, you know, my husband is you know, brilliant and perfect and everything. Whereas me, there's some sort of fatal flaw. And again, the, this last year has really helped me to do a slow 360 away from that kind of thinking. Yeah. Because it's, it is just unexplained infertility. It's a big fucking nightmare, but I don't understand how that works because I've spent my life, you know, getting good grades, getting the job or trying to find the job. And when I was on the dole, I still, you know, went to the centre every day and ticked things off and went and read improving texts and tried to sort of fill my days with that sort of stuff. Mm. There was always something I was trying to do to fix. Hugely ironically, the thing that I've been doing in parallel with all of this like brain fuck up stuff is horse riding. So after I lost one of a series of jobs that one loses in a journalism career, I decided to take up horse riding again about three years ago, around the same time that I decided to come off the pill, because I remembered loving it. And I remembered, oh, yeah, I could I could ride. That was fine. Turns out that is categorically untrue. I could sit on a horse, which is not <laughs> in any way the same thing. So learning to ride again over those last few years has actually been incredibly helpful because you can't be a control freak on a horse because it's a flight animal. And also all of your anxieties go through your bum and come out onto the horse, basically. Mm. They can tell if you're not into it. Your body 
your posture just sort of locks and you can end up sort of falling forward as though you're sort of going into a deck chair, which actually is the very opposite of how you should balance or protect yourself on a horse. You actually mm. need to lean backwards, which is completely counterintuitive when you're trying to roll up like a fetus. Obviously, you can't do that when you're on yeah. horseback. So over the last few years, I'd been, as I became less and less successful in finding out what was wrong with me and my husband, I threw more and more and more energy into horse riding. And the, again, the amount of instructors who'd go, you know, it's it's supposed to be fun as I burst into tears for like the 95th <laughs> time during a lesson. Yeah. Like all my instructors at Trent Park became very used to the fact that yeah. I was the cryy one. Yeah. Like, like, no, like, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm having fun. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. And it, but it would be all sorts of stuff. And it was all about losing control. Yeah. Like if the horse rushed going into trot or rushed going into canter. For a while last year, I was terrified of corners and just literally would just freeze up and I couldn't do it. But slowly, just by doing more and more of it and doing it in different ways. So ironically, doing a lot of galloping outdoors proved really helpful. I fell off for the first time in 20 mm. years into the fucking sea. <laughs> there is a very GoPro. good video. Excellent <laughs> work. I'll send you the link. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you can actually, you can hear the, not just panic, but you can hear my brain closing down to the size of a pea. And then I've fallen off. And it's literally like I've been born again. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I haven't broken into a thousand pieces. But that's it, because it's almost like it's video evidence of me failing massively. I fell off into the sea. You don't mm. get a bigger failure than that. But I got through it. And I suppose this is the very long way round of me saying that in June, early this year, um, I got a tattoo. And I got a tattoo of a horse on my on my arm. And I got it in this... It's called suspension. It's the part of canter or gallop when it has no feet on the ground at all. There's nothing touching. For that tiny moment, it's flying. And it just signifies being in the middle of something. And I got that when I was halfway through my treatment at the Maudsley. Uh, Well more than halfway through, you know, the whole fertility shenanigans. But I I got it because it it signified still moving, still doing something and, and still being onwards. Whereas I think... For so many years, I'd just been so trapped by my own shame and my own fear and my own everything. Mm. And I could just sort of not let it go. But just now, I've like it doesn't have a name. Like I name pretty much everything else. But for some reason, this tattoo does not have a name. But it's very much alive it's a feeling in my thought. Yeah. More than... And I'll sort of, I'll give it a little press before I'm going to do something a bit challenging, mm. whether on horseback or not. And I just, I know that it's there. And that it's a part of me that has been channeled and brought to the surface and gone, here I am. And it's, it's okay. It's, it is beautiful and it's here and it's weird. Amazing. Um, so tell us about the book club. Like, how has that kind of provided support to you? In such unexpected ways. I really, for starters, this is me and my friend Izzo, um, decided to have a Jilly Cooper book club because we've all been in book clubs and you read a book and there's nothing worse when you're busy than reading a shit book. Can I just say at this point, Jilly Cooper is my favourite author. Yes, correct choice. I have never met anybody who actually feels the same as me. Like, I've read every single book she's ever written, except I don't know, did she do one about football? Oh, that's coming up. It hasn't been published yet. Yeah. Yes. I I don't know if I read that. I like the horses. Yeah. Um, But... 
Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. But this is this is it. We wanted to, but we just thought it would be such a lovely idea to have a book club where you would talk in forensic detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally like thesis level analysis <laughs> or about her books, about books that you knew really, really well. And so it's just started off with like me and his own. We both bought a friend and we, we just all got absolutely shit faced and thought this would be brilliant. Next one we had was Riders, and one of our friends um, put it on in, in Venateca in King's Cross exclusively because it served girl's eggs on the menu, which were a fantastic Jilly trope. Her rich characters always have girl's eggs, and it's yeah. delicious. Or they wear jewels the size of girl's eggs, like Jesse Franch Lynch, France Lynch. And it was amazing, but we barely talked about the book because everybody just talked to each other about Jilly and everything like that. And, yeah. and so over the last few years, it sort of got a bit more settled. And there is still the same forensic analysis. More and more and more people have joined. Um, people have joined who just have the most incredible, like encyclopedic knowledge, and um, about Jilly. the poetry. Yeah, but all, about the poetry that she mentions. About some people are really into classical music, yeah. and that's their expertise. So we've had oh, yeah. events devoted to score and appassionata, wow, where okay. one of them's roped their husband into playing some of the music from it because oh, wow. some of us haven't heard of any of it. Um, I'm a complete classical Neanderthal, so I hadn't heard any of it at all until David played it, and it was amazing. I mean, have a tame concert pianist play oh for you. Oh my god! Why incredible. am I not yeah. part of this? <laughs> so, and um, and the say, and we did um, we did one a couple of years ago for our Christmas treat, where we got um, Lizzie Ostrom, who also goes by the name Odette Toilette. She's a perfume specialist. Oh wow! To do the perfumes of Jilly. Oh and wow! And again, all these perfumes like Dirissimo, uh. Magrife, which is disgusting, by oh, the way. It's God. not dated well from the forties, uh. and all these <laughs> other ones. And then um, so, and then Fraca, because everybody's always drenching their cleavages in Fraca. And now I cannot tell you how many people in the book fell in love with it because it's a very strong tube rose scent. Yeah. And um, very, very 80s bottle, about 80 quid a pop. But now drenching your bosom in Fraca. And there are some very good bosoms. She had a gorgeous <laughs> there are cleavage. many bosoms. In, well, and also in the book club. Uh, and so fantastic. people arrive doing that. So it's just, So it's just sort of become a thing where we can all really enjoy it. But then I think last year, somebody, we set up a WhatsApp um, because, oh my God, Jilly invited us to lunch. Oh my God. Yeah. We went to actual Jilly's house last November for an incredible day. I, you went to I, her house? We went to her house. I have no oh, idea man. who was drunker. We were so thrilled and polite she, and happy. And she was so delighted that there was a book club. I've, oh, <laughs> I've, she's... I've, I've, made, I've made myself a Jilly Cooper sweatshirt in the style of like a sports team. Because I was like, well, writers for me and my sports teams. Team Jilly. Yeah, exactly. So with that same sort of sporty font. And so I made her a Jilly Cooper one to take to her and she wears it around the house now, which <laughs> oh, is lovely. Oh, I love it. But I... so that started like the WhatsApp groups. And then the WhatsApp group has sort of become, we've completely broken away from talking on Facebook or anything. It's just this place. And initially all these people who maybe had a couple of people in common in the group mm. It's just become a thing. It's just become a thing that is. It's like this irresistible carapace of the Jilly Cooper book club. And I I just, you know, when you've seen all these films and you're like, they're going to help each other through the most difficult years of their life. And you're like, whatever, fuck off. Go back and read Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever stupid book you're reading this time. (laughs) This is literally what the book club WhatsApp group and obviously meetings and everything else has done. There's been some really awful shit going on. And 
and I periodically just sort of go, Bleh, this is awful, what's going on? There will always be somebody there who is just an absolute Athene level wise mm. owl, if not five. There's always some life experience that somebody can share or just commiserate or, and also lots of people have got young kids and are just like, I hate my life, what's going on? This is awful. Or it's always great how do I make to hear them stop? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, that's, that's the other thing as well, because I think for, for a while, Early on, I'd be like, you've got a child. What have you got to complain about? Mm. But, oh my God, young children are awful. Yeah, they are. Well, no, I mean, they're obviously delightful. No, but, they're, they, they're, but they're delight. They're gross. Yeah, they're delightful. They're really gross. They're only delightful to stop you from throwing them out of a fucking window. Yeah. yeah. Um, They've got to have something. Yeah. Some charm. Exactly. So that's been, that's been amazing. And also, I have to say, everybody in the group whenever they've been pregnant or anything like that, has been so tactful to mm. anybody else in the group who's going through like a difficult time. Just absolute total legends. Good. And I think that's the thing as well, because growing up being very tall, I sort of felt very, very unfeminine and I had real problems identifying with girls. I mean, not because I was bullied by them, especially. I was bullied by literally everybody at school, apart from some people in, in my year, which was quite nice. So it was a sort of equal opportunities bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But it meant that I didn't really, I didn't really get the hang of women specifically mm. until I was about nineteen, twenty, and then that was only some. That was only some women who weren't womeny women, uh, even though all women are womeny women for Christ's sake. There's yeah. just different flavours, <laughs> and and so now having this book club with all these very womeny women in is just wonderful because it's just like it's like being punched in the face by a sisterhood every day, mm. um, and it's. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Wow. I was going to say, uh, just for, I guess, anyone else that's listening that might have a similar diagnosis of, of no diagnosis, what's the most useful thing you've heard from a practitioner, if anything? And then I suppose, what advice would you give someone? So I would really advise doing what makes you happy. I think the most useful thing is not, oh, don't be stressed because it's going to affect your womb. Shut up. Yeah, um, we, just, we hate yeah, that. The worst, the least favourite. Worst. Just do, just, it's, look, it's just not your fault. And that is, I think, such a difficult thing to accept. Um, something that really helps me, I say on the basis of having done it once, but I think it could possibly quite, be quite life-changing. Something called EFT or emotional freedom techniques, I think, it involves sort of mantras like um, you, you go through a scenario that you... That, is, you, that you're really fixed on you can't move past and then you say but it's okay because I completely love and accept myself or something like that and um and there's various sort of tapping on sort of various points it sounds really wooey and it is quite wooey you do it about three times which is a good sort of witchy number yeah <laughs> and then the idea is is that it takes that memory and it makes it less like living something with heat and shame and more like watching a videotape um and I tried it yesterday and it worked which okay. is brilliant so I'm nice. going to do a bit of that yeah um and the other thing I think is just find whatever works for you. So I, I tried dipping into those online communities and it didn't work because everybody was sort of somehow fixing themselves and getting pregnant. Or if they weren't, they were, you know, horribly having miscarriages or something. There was nothing for people like me who just appeared to be immune to pregnancy. <laughs> um, but I did find that talking on Instagram stories, for example, rather than my main feed or Twitter, which would feel a bit too open, mm. has been really helpful. Because, I mean, such a small percentage of my Instagram followers follow me on Instagram stories or look at them at all. 
And it's meant that the people that do um, or have any interest in that are sort of like, okay, well, this is what this is what's happening for me. Totally understand what you're going through and whatever. And that in turn has been a really good support network because it's not a support network. It is just people who've gone through it. And that for me is just what I've needed. And similarly, writing, writing that piece of the pool, I'll write about it again when the time comes in whatever I need to express. But Mm. but like now, just talking to you guys and and to also the people listening is an incredible and really healing thing. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for letting me on for hours. Now it's time for Old Wives Tales, Fact or Fiction. This week we're talking about caffeine. Yes. The old cup of joe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Coffee is one of my favourite things in the whole world. Same. I love getting coffee mm-hmm. i love sitting down to a coffee mm, yep, yep. i love the ritual of it yep. i love the frothy fluffy foam i love having a like, little kick do you like the way it looks do you I like lo- latte art i love latte art i love the smell yes all so good i just i just love everything about it i used to spend five pounds a day on a coffee mm. at a really fancy like hipstery five place pounds. it was really That's expensive toffee. It was. They're, they're three pounds where I live, and I think that's topping. Yeah, well, five pounds. five pounds a day, and I just—it was just my like one indulgence. Wow. And what, like two months ago, I gave it up. Yeah. Had the worst headache for a week. Ended up having like muscle pain, and that's from one cup a day as well. That's for so. Um, I also love coffee, but have found out that I also love decaf coffee uh-huh. through this process okay like, i don't even notice the change like i just switched them up and well, lucky you i know and i didn't have a headache so there's two sides to this story so i didn't have any withdrawal um i was i was sorry i'm not i'm not bragging but um, um fuck off but if those some of you are thinking about giving <laughs> up you might you might not have any withdrawal either yeah or whatever oh dear so what did professor tim have to say well, uh, he gave a pretty balanced view. Okay. But um, yeah, I asked him, should couples who are trying to conceive give up coffee? This is what he said. So as with many things, this is difficult to study because clearly it could be that people who drink excess caffeine also do other things in life to excess, maybe. So it's very hard to disentangle um, lifestyle factors. The most recent review studies where they've looked at all the different studies altogether have suggested that small to moderate amounts of caffeine um, do not affect, uh, are not detrimental to people's fertility. I think uh, with caffeine along with many other things, I think just being sensible, I think if people are knocking back quite a few cups of strong coffee a day, probably doesn't do any harm, but it might do, so perhaps back off. Also nowadays, obviously decaffeinated um, coffee tastes pretty similar to, to normal straight coffee. I think the bottom line is that small amounts, small to moderate amounts, a couple of cups a day, aren't going to do any harm. Any more than that, maybe just be sensible. Mm, okay, and do you know what it is about caffeine that's potentially detrimental in large quantities? No, I mean, obviously it's, it's stimulatory, so theories are that in some way the, the stimulation is being uh, detrimental to ovarian function or uterine function but but no one really knows okay that's really helpful thanks again professor tim well that's it guys <laughs> stop laughing why are you laughing 
laughing, guys. I don't understand. Oh, sorry. Uh, that's a wrap, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sorry, I just uh, forgot where I was then. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.